Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. again today. Thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you, to sing your praises, to hear your word. Lord, may today's passage remind us who we are. Lord, as we look at this uh, passage, I pray that you would open our eyes, open our ears and our hearts, that Lord, we would hear uh, from you today. Help us to see the fruit in our life. In your name we pray. Amen. The passage this morning is from John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You have already, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I have told you this so that your joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. No greater, greater love has no one than this, to lay down their life for one of his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friend. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. May God add his blessing as we continue to sing this morning. It's grape season. Come on now. Oh, it is archers. Yeah. Yes, that is important too. But it's grape season. Anybody know how grape season is going this year? Great crops, right? Is that right, Scott? For the most part, everybody's. I heard it was a little bit backwards from normal, but... Um, very big crops. You know what the problem is? Sugar. Sugar. We got too big a crop in some places. And then we had lots of rain, which likes to split grapes. And 
um, fill them up and be nice and juicy and not as sweet as they could be. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they dilute the content. It's grape season, so there's probably a few people missing from our congregation because they're working this morning. <laughs> um, if, if you know anything about grape season, I, I grew up on a grape farm. Uh, I don't claim to be any expert. I was not really good at the important things like trimming and all that, but but I've I've done my share of picking mice out of boxes and uh, antlers out of boxes and leaves out of boxes. And of course, I, they even nowadays, they do it in these really big boxes, so they don't, they don't even do it that way. Uh, some people don't. Anyway, uh, but I grew up on a grape farm, and uh, and so I really do love this time of year. And this passage today is, uh, is this real great illustration that Jesus uses uh, for his disciples. And he, and oh, by the way, does anybody remember how many I am's we are? We're, we're in the last I am, just giving you a heads up. Today is the last I am. Uh, it was, this is the seventh I am. How many, did you put your seven? Yeah, Mackenzie knew. Seven I am's. And this is the last one. And this is the one, I, I don't know if I like one better than the other, but I really appreciate the, the vine uh, illustration because it doesn't take long for you if you're much of a farmer or you've ever trimmed grapes or you've ever trimmed apples or any fruit. Uh, I, I'm learning. I have raspberries now. My dad is a raspberry farmer in his retirement and everything he doesn't like or if it doesn't up to his par, he gets rid of and he says, hey, why don't you try this one? Well, he, so I'm like the second or third uh, spot that his berries go to when he doesn't want them. He wants to try something different. Uh, he gives me them and then he helps me He's teaching me how to, to, to trim raspberries. And you would think you would just let raspberries grow like crazy. No, that, not at all. You actually only, you can't have more than six. You can't have more than six in a container, or uh, in a, more than six shoots. They have to be the primocane. I don't even know what that means, but I believe him because he knows I don't. And, and he shows me how to tie them up. And I will say this, when dad's in charge of the raspberries, we get good raspberries, right? When I'm in charge, the deer ate them all. So I don't know. I'm thinking <laughs> there was not a good, but we're talking about fruit. Anybody a fruit here? I see a bunch of fruits. <laughs> Brian, Brian's the only one that admitted. Good job, Brian. No, it's all right. You're allowed to be a fruit. A vegetable. <laughs> so this passage, Jesus is using this this. Uh, this visual illustration of of being a vine and <coughs> excuse me and he's talking about um, how do we know we're connected to the vine how do you know that you're connected to the vine and he's using <coughs> oh man I got a cough drop one second every once in a while it gets scratchy allergies season no I'm good I'm just gonna put this in my mouth so Jesus talks about being the true vine and, and God as the, as the gardener, the, the dresser, right? He, he trims off every branch. So does anybody like being pruned? I got to ask that question. Anybody like being pruned? Like anybody like getting the dead wood trimmed off? No, Bobby does not like to be pruned. What Jesus is saying in this passage is how, how can you know you're connected to the vine? And the very first thing he says is, listen, if you're connected to the vine, you will be pruned. There'll be a reason for you to be trimmed back. 
You know what happens when we don't prune grapes or apples or raspberries? They get smaller, right? The next year they'll produce about half-ish, right? More leaves. There's other diseases that come on because the leaves get all, they get too many leaves. And so they will get mold sometimes. They get diseased. If we don't get, anybody like, I asked that question once, but I want to ask it again. Anybody like being pruned? Anybody like getting all that stuff that's the dead wood off? No? Jesus says, listen, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he will take away. And every branch that bears fruit, he will prune so it will bear more fruit. When do we, when do we, do, uh, when do we prune grapes? In the winter, right? You see there's no leaves on there? You see there's no, there's no uh, it looks dead, right? And if you're good at it, you know which one's the prune. I, I never claim to be good at it, but there are people who are good at it. They know that you have to keep so many branches and so many buds and, and certain things, and they know from experience that if you trim these back, cut those off, and leave these, here's what we'll have. A great crop the next year. You guys ever look at the apple trees down in Birches every spring? They, they look dead. I mean, they look dead. They just murder them. Cut them all back and tear them up and then come fall. Go drive down there now. And you'll see that they can't hardly hold the crop that's on there. It is the same way in our life. Here's the problem. No one likes to be pruned. We don't like to have the dead wood trimmed back. So tell me, this is the interactive part, tell me what's the dead wood in your life. I want you to think about that for a minute. What's dead in your life? What's not serving you well in your spiritual walk in your life today? What gets in the way? Anxiety, sin, busyness. Yes, thank you. What was it? Work, work can get in the way. Absolutely. What else? What else is the dead wood in your life? Selfishness, thank you. Yeah, we are selfish beings by our very nature. Grief, thank you. Money, finances, thank you. I didn't, I didn't make a, uh, a slide for it, but what else? Anything else? Is there anything else that gets in our way that needs pruned out? What was it? Worldly desires, people, people, bad relationships or relationships. That, and there was one out back. I didn't hear the back one. Pride. Okay. Yeah. Those, anybody have any of those? Anybody struggling with any of those? Good job. At least some. Uh, we have those things in our life. The hard part is we don't like it when they get pruned out, do they? Do we? We don't like it when God wants to. And here's what we do. We fight back. I think about... Uh, about pride, our very first thing is when, we, when we, we get knocked down a notch, what do we do? We fight back, we get defensive, and we struggle to, uh, to hear the fact that sometimes our pride and selfishness gets in the way. We don't recognize sometimes that relationships that we have, some of our relationships are from our old nature. And if there's one thing I've, I've learned in my life, um, one bad apple can, can upset the apple cart, right? We know that there are people in our life that we probably need to remove ourselves from being so, so tied up in 
uh, if we're going to walk our spiritual walk. I'll give you an example. About 20 years ago, I, I loved to hunt, and probably 20 plus years ago, we would go down to uh, Brookville. That's where my, my mom's family is from. And we would bear hunt every year. And so um, we would go down with a group of guys. And I would always miss church on that Sunday. And, and, they, would, and they were a pretty rowdy group. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and I would come back from that, and I would feel dirty. I would feel like, no, I like those people. I liked hanging out with those people. I enjoyed hunting, but I also realized that when I got back from that, it was like, Ugh, I better go take care of this ugly mess. Not because anything happened that wasn't, uh, wasn't okay, but the group of guys I hung out with wasn't godly men who wanted to serve God. They wanted to serve themselves. Um, they, they said things about their marriage that wasn't okay. Um, they, they just didn't act like Christian men should act. And so in the last 20 years, I've had to, I, I actually quit that probably about 15 years ago. I just decided it wasn't worth it. It wasn't, it, it wasn't worth that, that sense of, like, I can go hang out with those people. I still like them, but I didn't really want to invest that time. And so I'll ask you to think about those people that you're investing time in that are not bringing you closer to God. That doesn't mean we have to cut them all the way out. But what we do is we give ourselves some healthy space. We live in young people in high school. Pick your friends carefully. They will drive you or take you in a good position or a bad spot. Prune those things out of your life that you don't, that don't honor God. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, listen, if you're connected to this true vine and you know who I am, you'll allow me to prune the stuff out of your life. I'll ask the question or, or even make the statement that I've made a hundred times. But if your faith, if your theology, if your understanding of God hasn't changed in the last year, you're stagnant. If you believe the same thing you did when you came to Christ 25 years ago, you are not growing. You have not been pruned. And you need to step back and take a look at that. I am not about works. I, I'm, I'm going to preach this sermon, but it's not about works. But what it says is that, listen, there'll be evidence that you're growing. It'll be evidence that you're a believer in Christ. You're, you're going to, Jesus says, listen, disciples, you'll, people will know who you are. Not because you're showy, not because you're telling people, but because there'll be fruit. There'll be fruit on your vines. People will know who you are. They'll know you're Christians by your love. And every branch that does not bear fruit needs to be trimmed off. And the ones that bear fruit will be pruned back so that they will be better. I want to challenge you about your community involvement. And not community as in but the world community, but in the church community. 
I think people actually believe that I think you should be in this pew because it makes me feel better or that there'll be more offering or that that's absolutely not the case. It's, it's quite the, you need to be in this pew because you need God and you need these, this faith community around you. You would not believe how often I meet people at Walmart, uh, people who don't even go to church. I, I did a wedding for a young lady I went to college for, and we saw her about two months ago. And she's like, we're getting ready. We're going to be coming up to this church. Like, great if you come up to church, but that's not, that's not my, my goal is not for you to sit in the pew and warm a pew for an hour. That is not the focus. That's not my goal. My goal is for you to find Jesus. Right, because that's that's the key to it all. It's not about warming a pew. It's not about throwing twenty bucks in the the offering offering place. It's about changing your life, and I can't change your life, but Jesus can. Right, He's the one who will change your life. He's the one who will make a difference. He's the one who will prune back the things that need pruned back and cut off the things that you will allow Him to cut off. He wants you to be more fruitful. You'll know if you're connected to the vine if you're being pruned. Keep an eye out for the shears. I believe God nudges us with other people. He nudges us with the Bible. There'll be verses that say, listen, quit doing this. You know this is wrong. You need to change this. Start working on your prayer life. Stretch yourself and share your, your testimony with someone. If someone asks you to teach something, maybe it's out of your wheelhouse, and yet there's an opportunity to grow in that moment. Keep being pruned. Don't be in the same spot you were last year at this time. If you want to be connected to the vine, you need to be pruned. The second thing he says is, stay connected. Stay connected. He says, abide in me and I will abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. What does abide mean? That's the King James or New King James. What's that mean? Connected? Okay. Anything else? What was it? Remain? Yeah, remain. Right, because in the, in the NIV, it's remain, 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 remain. Right, we saw that over and over and over. Abide in me. Live in, hold, right, right. And, and so this is one verse, one, oh, sorry, Brian, what was yours? Trust, okay. So I found this one, and I like this. It said, abide is letting Christ's word dwelling, uh, dwell in us, reform our desires, and direct our will. It's allowing God to be in our life. It's allowing Him to come in and make changes. It's consistency. It's when we fall flat on our face and we make a mistake, it's getting back up. It's coming to church and being involved with fellow believers even when we don't feel like it. Last week, someone came to drop off some food for the funeral dinner. It was the best. They told us in second service. I, I can tell you the story. They came. They weren't going to go to church. 
but they knew they needed to drop off food for the, for the funeral dinner that was going to happen Monday morning. And she said, I pulled in and I, and I put the food in the fridge, did what I was supposed to do. And she said, I was just going to go back home. I wasn't feeling it. But she said, when I got in the door, she's like, I knew I needed to be in the community of faith. And so she walked in. And, as, and when we were talking second service, we were talking about uh, prayers and praises. And she said, you know, I just needed to be here today. And I need to give praise to God that I, I showed up and I wasn't going to stay. But he reminded me I needed to be here. I haven't, Brian, is there a chance we can run that video? Yeah. Thanks. I, I want to, uh, just a small clip that I want to uh, share with you this morning about abiding. So Jesus makes it clear that if I'm not connected to him, I am guaranteed no fruit. He says it very clearly, abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I brought a branch. Look, if we all work together, do you think we could make this branch bear fruit? No, it's, I mean, you could tape like an apple to it or something, you know, and make it look like, oh, no, 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 look, look. And I feel like we do this sometimes. We work so hard, but man, this branch has, it's got no chance, okay? He can try like, you know, like nothing, nothing's going to happen. And Jesus says, that's how ridiculous you look when you're not with me. You're not abiding in me. And you're just out working. You're going to labor in vain. You're going to try all this stuff. And you're going to think. And you're going to talk to all these people with all these different strategies. But I promise you, if you're not abiding in me, you're not going to have any fruit that lasts. No real fruit's going to happen. So everything, everything depends on this. But then he says in the very next verse, he goes, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. So then there's a guarantee. Okay, see, this is what I'm saying. Don't stress out about all these other things. Jesus Christ, I mean, these were his words. He guarantees. He says, if you abide in me, he is the one that's going to bear much fruit. Look, I struggle with this. I'll see people on the earth doing amazing things and I'll start thinking, man, maybe I did it wrong. Maybe I should have done it like him. Seems like he's accomplishing more. Seems like she's accomplishing more. We'll look at all these people everywhere and we start trying to follow all these patterns instead of just going back to, wait, 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 God, you promised if I just abide in you and you abide in me, I'm guaranteed to bear fruit. Are you abiding in Jesus today? Anyone feel like maybe they're doing Christianity wrong? Like, like Francis Chan says, comparing myself to other people, to other pastors, to other churches. What's the other churches in the local area doing? What are other churches that are on TV doing? What are, what are, those, uh, what are other Christians I see 
doing that I'm not, or I'm not doing it the right way, or I'm not built that way, or I don't act that way. And his point is well taken. Abide in Jesus. Abide in Jesus. So, you know, when you cut a vine, you can cut it the first day and nothing happens. Right? And the second day, you'll start to see a little wilt. But very quickly, you figure out that if you're not connected to the vine, it will look like this brown vine, right? The, the grapes didn't uh, finish. They, uh, they just wilted and died. Just like Francis Chan's uh, vine, right? We, there's nothing we can do to make that uh, grow uh, just having it there. It has no roots. It has no connection. It's, <coughs> it's not connected to the vine. I think all too often in the church setting, that's what we do. We, we separate ourselves from the vine. We separate ourselves from what's most important. We separate ourselves from our relationship with Christ. We, we visit it once in a while, but we don't live in it. We're not connected fully to it. We isolate. We, we stay away from um, other people or relationships. We, we don't make an effort to be in those places. I don't feel better when you show up. I feel better that God is working in your life. And I want to encourage you to be here, to be involved, to be a part of, not because it makes me feel better that there's more numbers. That's not what this is about. This is about your growth. I'm going to give you an example. Brentley mentioned this morning and about church work day, and that's coming this Saturday. right? And I realize that Saturdays are important. And if you don't think Saturdays are important, that's a day I usually hunt. right? But I'm going to be here on Saturday morning. And if, and, and if you're worried about working all day, it's perfectly fine. Show up at 8, leave it, make sure you stay for lunch, because the ladies' 8 will have, they'll be good lunch. I don't know what we're having, but and my gut feeling is there'll probably be uh, donut day too, right? I'll have to, I, I, I would assume there'll be donuts, right? Because why wouldn't there be? So let me challenge you, encourage you to be a part of Workday. You can be lazy with me if you'd like, because I don't get a lot of work done. I'm not going to lie. Usually I, my, my idea of Workday is let's encourage people. Let's, let's, uh, let's go around and, and help people feel wanted and needed and loved and... Uh, have the opportunity um, to, to connect. We might change, we might pick leaves. So if you look out at the cemetery, you'll see there's a good chance we'll be sucking up some leaves on Saturday because they'll be a foot deep in about a month if we don't. That's one of the many projects. There are a lot of projects. You don't have to work yourself to the bone. You don't have to work all day. But, but my encouragement is uh, some of the best moments of, of of being with other people is that time where we're just hanging out we got our nasty clothes on and we smell and we might be sweaty and we have tarps and we might do some painting um, cleaning whatever it is that work needs done but more importantly the work being done is being together is working together and not isolating and meeting people and sharing some of our lives with other people. I think it's all too, uh, it's become the world of, of technology 
where we, where we really don't know people all that well. We know about them, right? We know about their Facebook pictures or their Instagram pictures where all is well. Everything is perfect. There's a, there was a, uh, a meme I just saw where a mom is taking a picture with a daughter and she's sitting on the counter and there's just all smiles and it's like, and they, and they got food there. And then as soon as mom puts the phone away, she then walks away. And I think all too often we see these pictures, we see these ideas, and we, we forget that those are just someone's uh, idea of what they want others to believe about them. My encouragement is for you to come and hang out and help us do some of the work around here, but more importantly, to find someone that you connect with and build a relationship with and just talk to them, share with them. You'll quickly find out that God puts people together um, by coincidence, right? I just talked to a, a pastor last night and we were just talking about life and about some things that were going on. And he said, hey, you know, I'll be preaching uh, John 15 tomorrow. And I said, really? And he said, I said, so will I. And he said, well, I think that's confirmation we should have talked. But I think God puts those things together. He puts people in front of us. He connects with us. Sunday school. If you don't have a Sunday school, you're not involved in a group of people outside of this sanctuary, please hit me up. I will get you connected with someone. In a, there are eight adult Sunday school classes. There is no excuse. Stay connected. Build connections. The statistics say that you won't last here six months. If you don't, find someone to connect with that helps to improve or encourage your life. Someone said to me, I think six months might be too long. They might be right. Here's the reality. If you don't have those connections, begin to build those connections. We need to stay connected. We need to continue to grow. We, it, we are not going to ever make fruit if we never stay connected. We need that iron sharpening iron. We need those people to, to bounce things off of, to trust, for transparency, for accountability. We need that group of people. We need places where we can say, you know what? I had a really rough week. Thank you, Dan. Dan said, I had a really rough week and I was tempted this week. If I didn't know Dan, I wouldn't have a clue what he was talking about. Dan had a rough week. And he felt comfortable to say that. And he said it to the church. Why? Because not people, because people aren't going to judge him, but because people can help keep him accountable. To encourage him. Finally, Jesus says, listen, uh, well, I want to I keep going. You'll know you're connected if you got fruit. Now, some people get so hung up on that idea like, well, is it works or is it grace? No, you're saved by grace. That is easy. Ephesians 2, that is easy. You are saved by grace. It's not by the works. Lest, it says, lest any man should vote. Uh, vote. What is it? Boast. Wow, wow. Lest any man. I had a short night last night. So ask yourself this question, what, what fruit do I have? What am I growing? You know, you go in the woods, I just saw some uh, a couple days ago. You go in the woods and you see the grapevines and they're, they're, the vine is this big around, it's 50 feet high, it's taken over a tree. You know what it produces? One pod of fruit. 
one, 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 yeah, one, one sappy bunch of grapes that look like little marbles. They're like little peas hanging on there, right? 50 foot and all these branches and all this stuff and one little less than a quarter of a cup of grapes. Got fruit? Barely, <laughs> right? Jesus says in, uh, in verse 8, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. What does your fruit look like? Do we need to prune back those spots? Do we need to, to make sure we're staying connected so that our fruit begins to improve? We talked about how we prune back grapes in the spring and we don't see results until the fall. If we don't prune them, we won't see the results ever. So is your, is your bucket full or is it empty? Do you have much fruit? Last week, I was, uh, this past week, I was talking to my granddaughter in Texas and of course most of our talking is over via Facebook Live and um, She's to the age now where she's uh, it's pretty fun because she gives us tours of the house. Uh, she tells us about her new couch, which isn't new. Uh, she tells us about going to the green uh, playground and having a birthday. So she's going to have a birthday party come February. And she said, Papa, did you, would you come to my party? I said, well, if you invite me, I guess I'll have to come to your party, right? So she said, Papa, would you like to come to my party? Yeah, I'd love to come to your party. It's a princess party. Maybe I'll get a tiara, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting. She said, hey, could you bring your truck? Now, mind you, they live in Houston. <laughs> so I don't know how to get the truck on the plane. I'm going to figure that out. Oh, and then she said, oh, can you bring the dogs too? <laughs> They're both 75 pounds. That ain't happening. <laughs> so as she's, she's telling me these stories, she's eating, the, eating blueberries and she decides that it would be fun to begin to spit the blueberries at the phone. So she's like, and her cheeks, she's already got big cheeks, so she's going, poof, and she laughs. And of course, mom's in the background, what are you doing? <laughs> so she ate some of the, the blueberries, but at, you know, got to the end of the, uh, end of the container, there were only a few, and she thought it would be fun to spit them at me. Uh, she also feeds me through the, the phone. That works pretty good. She was eating ramen noodles, and she's like, I said, hey, I want a bite. She's like, okay, and then she puts it up on the phone, you know. So she thinks that's pretty good. You got fruit. Is there fruit in your life? Are, are you seeing the fruit of your labor? Maybe, maybe you aren't seeing the fruit of your labor, Maybe you aren't able to see the work that God is doing through you. Maybe you need some help with that. I would love to encourage you. I'd love to sit down and talk to you about that. I'd love to spend some time. Ask your friends, those who you trust, where do you see the fruit? Where are those opportunities for me to grow and be able to show and see the fruit that's in a part of my life? I think it begins with love. Right? It begins with love. It begins with loving other people. Sometimes I think we make the fruit way too complicated. We get in our mind that if it doesn't look like this, if it doesn't fit in this perfect box, then it's obviously not fruit. 
or if we can't measure it by the amount of people uh, who were involved in it, it's, it's not fruit. Let me encourage you that, that I think it begins with love. Because Jesus ends this, he says, this is my command, love each other. It's all about relationships. If you want to know if you're connected to the vine, look at your relationships. Are you able to talk to your spouse about the things that are going on? Do you have friends in which you share life with? Do you have a connection with your kids or your parents? Name it. Do you, are you able to get along with people you work with? Do they know who you are as a Christian? It sounds so simple, and yet for some it's so hard. We understand that those are the only thing we're going to take to heaven. Those relationships, people who we lead to Christ, people who we encourage in the faith. I look back at my life and I realize that I would not uh, be anywhere close uh, to where I am without those who, who really did care and believe and understand who I was in my heart where it wanted to go. They encouraged me in those dark times. We were, my wife and I were at uh, our old church uh, that just had 50, did 50 year uh, anniversary and she spoke there two weeks ago. And while we were, I was there, I went to lunch afterwards. I didn't get to go to the service, but she went and shared some of the life stories that were a part of that. And the pastor is still the pastor there and still a good friend of mine. And uh, when we went to leave some 25 years ago, 20 years ago, he said, you know, I don't want you to leave. I really don't want you to leave. But if that's what God is calling you to do, then go. And I look back and I, I realize that his, his, he, he had a choice to make. He could have said, get out of here. If you aren't with us, you're against us. But that's not what he said. He said, if God is calling you out, then go. Don't let me stand in the way. He said, my heart will be broken. And, and I'm, I'm happy to say that we still have a relationship, a friendship. We're still connected, not as, obviously not as close because he has responsibilities and I have responsibilities. But we made it a point to continue to love each other. And when he sends me a text, almost every text he sends me, it always ends in, love you, brother. And that's powerful to me. Because not many guys share their real emotions, their real feelings about love. And so I'll challenge you to look for the fruit in your own life where God is blessing you with, uh, with results, where God is showing you that, that, uh, that this is good, that he's moving in a good direction, that he has pruned you, and that you have stayed connected, consistently following after him. Jesus says you'll have fruit. There'll be fruit. It may not be bushels, that's okay. He says there'll be fruit, though. Jesus, in the middle of this, um, offers these, these two very differing views, understandings. 
He says, listen, you're either servants or you're friends. If you're servants, you're paid, but you're not, uh, you're not connected. You don't know all the master's business. You, don't, you aren't on the inside. You aren't coming to Thanksgiving. You might be working for Thanksgiving, but you won't be coming to Thanksgiving. He says, listen, no, I, I, you're no longer servants. You're no longer workers. You're my friend. And what he's saying is this, there's a very distinct understanding that there are some people who know all about Jesus. They know who this Jesus guy is. They know that he was born on Christmas Day. They know he died on Easter. They know he raised again. They know he lived a perfect life. He was a great guy, and they made a, a, the, the scriptures talk all about him. And they know it here. They know all about it. It sounds great. But they keep it here. Those are the servants. Those are the people who, who understand. But friends, they put it here. He says, you're no longer my servant, but my friend. You're connected. You understand who I am. You understand the plan. You understand the direction. If you haven't made Jesus your friend, today is the day. If you haven't seen the fruit of God working in your life, maybe you need to step back and ask, what needs to change? What needs to be pruned? Jesus reminds us that I am the true vine. I am the vine. And, and, and that's the only place you will be fed. That's the only place you will grow. That's the only place you will have fruit. Through the true vine. Everything else, as the scripture says, will be, will be thrown into a fire and burned. They'll pick up the extra, the mess, the stuff that's laying around, the dead branches, and they'll be burned in the fire. But the, real, but, but the decision is yours. Do I want to be God's servant or do I want to be God's friend? Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that you are the true vine. That Lord, everything uh, good comes from you. Lord, we're reminded that if we are connected to the vine, we will produce fruit. Lord, help us to see those areas in our life that need to change. Lord, give us wisdom to make the best decisions. Thank you, Lord, for your time, your love and your care in our lives. In your name we pray.